This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the New Orleans Pelicans preview podcast. Very alliterative. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk about a very injury-prone team. And with me to do so is Mason Ginsburg at Mason Ginsburg for Bourbon Street Shots. What's up, man? Uh, not too much. Thanks for having me on. How's it going down there? Everything uh, going well with with the Pelicans? And you excited for training camp and some new guys coming in? Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's uh, you know we just had media day last Friday, and it, it just seems customary now that, we, that the Pelicans, we, the fans, and everyone gets some bad news uh, every media day at this point. And this one was you know we already knew. Obviously, we can talk a little about the the, the Drew Holiday news with his wife, um, but. Uh, learned that, Qu- that Quincy Pondexter is not going to be ready for the start of the season, which we didn't really know until Friday. So that's it's going to be over a, a full season that he's out, which raises some questions. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's been apart from that, there's been some additions that uh, give some reason for optimism, and uh, it's pretty pretty excited to see the change in philosophy this year. For sure, yeah, we'll get to the depth and a lot of different stuff that what they're going to do. Gentry style, he likes to go faster. They were. 10th in pace last year weren't quite up to snuff on defense so it's going to be a little tricky there mm. um, so yeah let's get to the questions here um, first of all we got to talk about Anthony Davis Mr. Muscle Watch uh, who is reportedly now 6'11 and 250 which he was what 253 listed last year so any fun stories on Anthony Davis Muscle Watch for us here um, I don't think so at this point. I think I think he spent the summer, you know, rehabbing. Uh, he had the the knee issue and the uh, the torn labrum that he opted not to get surgery around, which was, you know, we we asked some questions to a few people in the sports medicine field, and they seemed they they made it seem like that was a pretty reasonable decision on a, on AD's part. But but um, but yeah, I mean, I think he spent, like I said, spent most of the time the summer summer rehabbing. I'm not sold on the fact that he grew an inch. I, I think it's I think it's just you know w- what they report in at every year, and now that AD's playing a little more center, maybe you say, "Oh yeah, let's let's listen to six eleven this year." I feel like he's probably been six eleven for a while now, and just you know, and he even said it. He said I, he doesn't like being considered six eleven. He thought that the ideal height for his game was six ten, whatever that means. So, um, so I you know I, I think some of the some of this muscle or height stuff may be a little overblown. There's not much change from last year, but he is going to be playing more center. Uh, he's played more center every year. Last year was a big jump under Gentry in his first first year um, as head coach, and I think he'll be playing even more of the center position this year. Maybe not against some of the bigger centers in the league, but um, he'll he'll get a lot of minutes there. Yeah, I had him about forty six percent at center, uh, mostly with uh, Omer at thirty one percent. So you could see him playing even more, even going up into the fifties or anything along those lines. We'll talk about Terrence Jones in a minute, but you see pretty much fifty percent ish. Yeah, I mean, I I I'd be careful with the numbers last year because he, when he played with Ryan Anderson, I, I wonder how many. Uh, you know, Ryan Anderson was in those lineups with AD and Anderson. Anderson was guarding the center more often than not. So uh, I'm not sure what the breakdown there is for um, you know for the AD and Anderson lineups. But I think yeah. even with those two, Anderson was defending centers more frequently than AD was. So, but I think so. I think you'll see an uptick 
an uptick there in regards to AD actually defending opposing centers. Hopefully. Do you think that'll be okay with his durability? I mean, I don't know if you want to put him down on the low block all that much with how much he's hurt. You know, I, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, I, I think Gentry is going to be careful, obviously, with his franchise player and not playing against some of the, the biggest guys in the league. But I, I really think, you know, he is, to this to this respect, I guess, the, the muscle watch thing, I mean, may, may have some, may bear some uh, some weight because I mean, he, he's growing. He's 23, 24. He's, he's still, his body's still, you know, maturing to, you know, we, we consider the athletic prime as late 20s. And so he's still on his way there. So I think it's totally reasonable to expect him to keep, you know, growing uh, from a width perspective and being able to, to shoulder uh, more of more of that load. Yeah, and just a couple things too. I know Gentry at Media Day had talked about, because people were freaking out about Davis's stats coming down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Besides the scoring, his block rate went down a little bit. Uh, even his assist rate went down a little bit. Pretty much everything, uh, except for his usage rate going up, which we'll see with 29.6, which is really high. Um, almost like DeMarcus Cousins style. So do you see his statistics kind of bouncing back a little bit? Or do you, where he was two seasons ago and kind of growing? Would you consider last year a down year? Uh, I mean, it was, but when you look at all the injuries the team had, there was just, I mean, AD had help the year before, and he had guys take some of the attention off of him, uh, where, you know, they had their, their, except for Drew Holiday, who was hurt for a decent amount two years ago, um, they they really had, you know, they got a lot of minutes from Tyreek, a lot from Gordon, a decent amount from Ryan Anderson, um, and I mean, that's how they they snuck into the playoffs as the eighth seed, and they really had enough offensive weapons to, to take some of the pressure off of him, whereas last year, there was the compounding factors of both the injuries and he made that that superstar leap two years ago and he just earned more focus from opposing defenses so i think this year you know you'll see him continue to improve and hopefully with with you know knock on you know any piece of wood you can find and and your your block um you know hopefully the injuries aren't as bad uh, as big of an issue uh this upcoming season and he can he, he has some of these guys take take pressure off of him and improve as a player as well and so that should help definitely so one guy that figures to step up here with Ryan Anderson gone is Terrence Jones kind of a a not quite a trade but a little bit with them changing uniforms Uh, Terrence Jones has always been a guy I liked a lot Uh, he played a lot of center he can guard fives can space the floor a little bit Um, pretty good defender for like that but he is hurt a little bit so where do you see him fitting in do you see him playing well next to a guy like AD Um, seems like a like I said really a good gentry kind of a big man yeah, and it worked at Kentucky. So uh, these guys have have some experience playing together. Um, I, I think I think everyone outside of uh, the city of Houston thought this was a great move for New Orleans at the minimum. Um, obviously, he's has his troubles with injuries, but he's been a, a very solid uh, player when healthy. Um, maybe not a, a, a guaranteed starter, but a guy who can play you know thirty minutes a night, be uh, be counted on, and be able to deliver. He's not the best defensively, but honestly, if he's healthy, he's He's better than what Ryan Anderson gave them uh, on defense last year. Um, so, uh, you know, I think obviously those two players know each other. They know they know the styles. They can play the, with each other in the front court. So the big question is, it, it, can Terrence Jones get back to the guy he was two years ago? And if the answer is yes, then the Pelicans just got to steal for, the, a, minim, for the, a minimum contract. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be able to completely cover for the, the absence of, of Drew for the first month or so. And that's going to be very tough for the Pelicans to tr- tread water while he's out. But um, he, he is a, his play and the ability to really bounce back to where he was a couple years ago is going to be pivotal for the Pelicans if they want any shot of the playoffs this year. Definitely. just want to throw out some quick post-break numbers from two seasons ago on TJ. 13 points, 8 boards, 2 blocks, 1.9 specifically. 
uh, an assist, uh, almost a half a three. I mean, the guy can be a monster stat stuffer. Uh, so other than that, we, we've got some other front court issues. Alexis Agenza said he's going to start uh, confidently at media day. Uh, do you buy that? I mean, how do you see the center minutes going down if you know they're going to split? Not a lot of people uh, in the center spot should be producing with AD playing, give or take half of the, the minutes there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think AD will still be the starting power forward, so they're going to start a center. The question is who, and I, I haven't, I have no reason to believe that they're going to go away from from Omer unless there's a health issue. I mean, Ajinsa, I, I I thought he played pretty well two years ago with last year Monty Williams coach, but he really didn't put it together under Gentry last year. He's apparently been working with a a, a running coach, I think is what they called it. Um, over this offseason to really help him get be more mobile. And that's really the key with him, especially with Gentry. Before, it was just the fouls. You know, he has a very high foul rate, so he couldn't stay on the floor for too long. But now it's between that and, and really not being a mobile center that fits in Gentry's offense is um, it has been tough. So if he can really – if he can – you know, improve that part of his game. I, I think he can, you know, he can knock down a mid-range jumper. He helps to space the floor, similar to a guy like, like Terrence Jones would be able to do. Not not three-point range, obviously, but he can knock down the 15, 18-footers uh, uh, if, if he's open. So, um, you know, offensively he fits. Defensively, he's he's a huge player. He can help take some of that pressure off of, off of AD in the middle. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's still got to prove that he can be a better fit in Gentry's uh offense than he than he was last year and i, I mean i think i think omer obviously you know the, the game's changing and he's not nearly as big of an asset as he was you know for houston a few years back but i think he can still play he's still if he's healthy he's a solid rebounder he's still a solid defender not as elite as he was in houston but um no i i don't want to totally overlook omer i mean the contract's horrible but mm-hmm. he can still play in the nba he still can be used for you know so, some minutes so um, you know, I guess we'll see how it plays out, but I'm not sold to Jinx as the starter on opening night. Yeah, I love your your tweets about uh, with, when it has the pie chart with how much he takes up. Uh, it's just like, oh, that guy's getting paid a little too much. Uh, another guy who got paid a lot is Solomon Hill. Big money uh, this offseason. Kind of a, a small sample size to pay a guy that much, in my opinion. But hey, it's a, a good scheme fit. Uh, so where do you see him fitting in? Obviously, Gentry mentioned him playing some power forward the other day. Um, he did that a little bit in Indiana. So, do you see him fitting in, maybe even starting while Tyreek's out? Yeah, I, I think he's the starting small forward from from day one. And obviously, the Pondexter injury injury news is unfortunate because he was, you know, Pondexter was starting a small forward for the Pelicans when they made their playoff push. He was, uh, you know, he was the best three and D guy apart from I guess Drew Holiday that the team had, and so they they needed someone to, to kind of fill that void. And I think. Solomon Hill is, is is the best guy for the job, and and you're right, that's a small sample size, but he did improve steadily as the year progressed um, last season, and I think, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of of room to grow offensively. I think defensively, he's already proven capable. Um, not 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 necessarily elite by any stretch, but I think you know he's still young, and he is a, he has a potential to to really get to be a, a a lockdown defender. The question is, how much can he expand his offensive game to really uh, be a be a two way threat, and that's um, that's one of the big keys I'm looking looking to find out for the Pelicans this year. Yeah, three points huge was 41.3 beyond the arc after the break last year when he got some decent playing time, 18 minutes a game. So yeah, definitely one of the big mysteries there. So we kind of hinted at it um, again with the injuries. Uh, what else is new with the Pelicans with their 41 <laughs> starting lineups? Um, we, we've kind of touched on coupon already with the knee injury. Uh, looking around, what? December, January, and then Tyreek, kind of the same thing. 
Um, so I guess where do you see these guys fitting in? And then once Tyreek comes back, most importantly, are they going to cut his minutes? I mean, he's had what three knee surgeries in the past two years and change. I mean, do you think they've got to dial him back? And plus, the way he plays is so aggressive. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not even sold. Tyreek's going to play another minute for New Orleans. It's just it it didn't. He didn't mesh well with Gentry at all last year. There was some, uh, it, it just it just never fit. And I think he's still, you know, come, recovering from the, all those knee surgeries like you mentioned. And um, I, I think the team, if if he can get back to being healthy, it, he's a guy I think the Pelicans may look to uh, to, to to move. Um, now, not he's in the final year of his contract, making about ten million. So um, I think it's a contract that is movable if he can if he can get healthy. Right now, he's not, and he hasn't been for a while, and so it's. It's it's tough to move him, but I'm not you know I'm just not sure how he um, how he fits in to the to the Pelicans, especially definitely not as a starter. Maybe maybe off the bench uh, for for a little while, but um, it's just it feels like he's kind of the odd man out in this situation. Uh, it's unfortunate because he's one of those guys where he he will play through injuries. He just wants to be on the court helping his team, but um, it just re- recently, especially ever since uh, Gentry took over, really hasn't hasn't panned out the way we all had hoped. Yeah, like you said, Gentry loves his threes, man. Clippers, Suns, Warriors, obviously, they, they've always had some good three-point shooting guys. So that brings us to the down part of the podcast, and I hate talking about this, and that's Drew Holiday with his wife. Uh, did have their baby, so that's great to hear. But I hate to talk about the basketball side, since it's such an insip- insignificant thing. But So where do you see his timeline? Obviously, the team's being super supportive for him, justifiably so. Drew's such a good guy. Um, but how much time do you see him missing here uh, with, with this terrible tragedy? Yeah. So first of all, just a minor point of clarification: she doesn't she doesn't have cancer, which is which is good. She, it's a it's a benign tumor in her brain, which okay. doesn't sound doesn't sound much better, but it actually it actually is. So I mean, there's no no one is thinking expecting anything but a full recovery from from Lauren. She had uh, she had her uh, she and Drew's uh, baby last Tuesday, so um, they have a. Uh, uh, healthy. I'm not sure if it's a boy or a girl, actually, but I, I, I've heard all is good. And so the plan is for her to uh, have the surgery to remove the tumor four to six weeks following the birth of the child. So um, if you put that about another month or so out, looks looks to the surgery probably comes around the very end of October. Uh, and then the question is how long before Drew gets back? There's been a bunch of scenarios presented. Um, you know, I've actually, I've even heard once that maybe he just plays the home games to start the year and doesn't go on the road. Um, but so it's all really in flux right now. I think the most conservative um, estimate. I think he's back in November at some point. Um, the question is 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 when. I think that's a that's a that's a major wild card. I don't I don't think I don't see him being out. You know, into December. I, I think you know, assuming everything goes well, and from what I've heard, that's that's the expectation that um, you know maybe he'll miss. 10, 15 games tops, uh, ideally. So, um, so we'll see. But it, it is a big loss for for New Orleans. He's without a doubt the, the Pelicans' second best player. Um, I don't. I think he was underappreciated last year. I think it's because he he was on that back to back restriction and some minutes restrictions for, up until the new year last year that really. Um, uh, made, kind of made people forget about him, especially with how deep point guard is in the NBA right now. But he he had a great great year last year. I think after the break, he maybe he was he definitely put up top ten point guard numbers. And so um, yeah, you know, as long as Gentry is saying he's 100 percent healthy, and so whenever he comes back, he's going to be a uh, a very big boost to this Pelicans team. Him and AD just mesh so well. Yeah, I mean the, the Bradley Beal thing with with Drew too has always come up where he's limited, but Drew is a little bit different than Bradley Beal with uh, the 
the lower leg fracture, stress fracture. But yeah, and also, like you said, AD is really good with Drew. Um, so with Drew out and with Drew in, I guess, how do you see Gentry handling his guards? I mean, they added Etwan Moore, who was phenomenal from three last year. Uh, Tim Frazier, I mean, he was one, one of the, the darlings of April as far as stats go, and even late in the season, I mean, just across the board, pulling up his averages. Uh, New Orleans, 13 points, eight dimes, stealing a half. I mean, he was putting up a lot of good numbers there. So is, is it going to be Tim holding down the fort? Uh, obviously, Langston Galloway's in there as well. So how do you see uh, the backcourt minutes going while they wait for Drew to come back? Yeah, it's a great question because I, I was – you know, it, there's been a lot of conversation about how they how they work that, how do they work the rotation. You you kind of know the guys who are going to play. It's Tim Fraser, it's Buddy Heald, it's uh, Langston Galloway, uh, and it's um, it's Juan Moore. Those are the four guards. But the question is, you know, how do they? Who plays with who? How does it work? Who starts? And I think the one sure thing is, I think Tim Fraser is a starting point guard. Uh, he's he's the one pure point guard they have. Uh, he can score. He he can distribute. You know, he I think he yeah. You know, as you could see last year with even Ish Smith, like you know, it, there are a lot of point guards who will put up numbers in Alvin Gentry's system. So um, I, I think he's competent enough to play and and handle handle the responsibility defensively. It's a massive downgrade from Drew, obviously. But um, I, I was thinking Buddy and Drew would start the season as the starting backcourt, but now with Drew out. Um, I, I kind of lean towards uh, Etwan Moore maybe being the better fit to start and uh, having um, Langston and, and Buddy coming off the bench. But um, it, it just depends. Uh, maybe the, the thought process while Drew is out is get get Buddy as many minutes as possible, get him acclimated to the NBA game. So there's a lot of different you know uh, ways you could spin this. And so um, you know, I trust Gentry after going through training camp, seeing what he's got with the guys he he has healthy to to make to make the right call. But um, but yeah, it's going to be they, Pelicans have some guard depth now now that with drew out they don't have anyone they don't have any bona fide legitimate starters but they have a lot of guys who are capable of playing nba uh decent nba minutes and, and succeeding so um i'm especially interested to see how it's one more kind of fits into uh this 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 new pelicans team because i like his skill set so um you know gonna gonna be interesting a lot of new faces just a couple things i wanted to add and kind of b- bounce off you too is i know Frazier really talked about learning from Lillard this year and kind of integrating some of that stuff into his game. So do you think he could even do that? Not a great shooter. Finally came around at least a little bit last year. Uh, and then also Buddy Heald really talked up PNRs with Davis right, right around after he got drafted, Summer League. So are you buying either of those two storylines? Um, I mean, you make a great point about Frazier. He's not the shooter Lillard is. So it's tough <laughs> to, you know, he's not going to have, you know, he's not going to have the same kind of uh you know, he's not gonna have defenders crowding him and, and being able to get by and, and get to the rim. But he's he showed last year he was he's able to, to to get to the rim. And so offensively, I'm not you know again Drew is a better offensive player than Frazier, but I'm not nearly as worried. It's it's just the defensive end that 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 stresses me out about uh Fra- Fra- Frazier and maybe Frazier Buddy Heel backcourt. That's gonna hemorrhage hemorrhage uh, points just like um, the, the team did last year. And uh, regarding Buddy, I mean yeah I, I can. I can totally see that. You know, AD picking pick and rolls with AD are it's a good way to help create space for Buddy. I mean, the attention's going to fall towards AD every time, and so, um, and that's I think it's a good good way to help him start um, getting confident in the NBA. Sounds good, man. So, last question I want to ask is kind of straightforward. But is there anyone that you think that you like maybe more than most people? Kind of like a breakout that really no one's talking about or anything in those lines. Hmm. Um. I mean. 
there. I mean, there's the there's the optimism with Terrence Jones if he can bounce back from two years ago. I think I really do. You know, you said it earlier, but I really think him and AD make a make quite a pairing, and I think that could be your uh, your your front court in closing lineups if you know, assuming he's healthy. I think it's you know, it's it's tough on on both offense and defense. Um, so. Uh, just uh, going along with some of the other guys that they have on the, around the perimeter, but um, Buddy, I'm not as as high on initially. I, I think people are expecting a lot from him because he was such a, a tenured college player to come in and make an impact immediately. And I think he'll help space the floor, but I think we've got to temper expectations on what he's going to be able to do j- right out of the gate. Um, but um, you know, and then like I said, I, I, I do like Etwan Moore. I like his ability to handle the ball, and he's proven year after year his ability to knock down three pointers. So. Um, and, and defensively, he may be outside of Drew. He may be the best uh, defensive guard that, that the Pelicans have. So um, I think he's going to be very important for New Orleans while while Holiday is um, is, is out. I'm positive, man. We need that from the Pelicans after last year, right? Yep. All right. Cool stuff on there. Pretty much year-round, he's on it. A lot of cool salary cap stuff. Uh, like I said, I love your pie charts, man. Thanks so much. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks. I uh, pray for no injuries this time around. <laughs> Seriously, thanks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.